A quick uh, message before we get started with today's episode. So, alrighty, let's say, you know, you're off for some travel for the holidays. You don't want to lug too much tech. So you bring the iPad, that's what I did recently on a trip to Washington, D.C., and you want to get some work done, and oh crap, it's all on your computer at home. What do you do, freak out? Nope, don't freak out. Thanks to go to my PC app for the iPad, you can turn your iPad into your computer. You can access everything that's on your computer back home. So you want to try it for free? All you got to do is download the app in the App Store and head to go to my PC.com, click the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code RISE. So download the app, go to go to mypc.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE. Let me know what you think. And welcome to the Rise to the Top, the number one non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland here on the Rise to the Top.com, interviewing successful entrepreneurs for you. And I'm excited today because I got to tell you, one of my good friends, Nathaniel Broughton, on the show. It's always fun slash interesting interviewing a good friend. But Nathaniel has quite the background, very successful serial entrepreneur, to say the least. He's been doing online marketing, running companies, and dominating the online world in a variety of industries for eight years. He's been the president of an Inc. 500 award company, the CMO for another, director of online marketing for a third. He's got several ventures, a lot of things that have been acquired. He's always doing something new and creative. And in this interview, I think that there's a lot of interesting insights from Nathaniel, not only on business and some of the things that he's done that have been successful and, and why they've been successful, but also on the whole lifestyle element and how he makes sure that new businesses that he starts fit in with the current lifestyle that he has and how he's kind of created that lifestyle. He's never had those 8,000-hour weeks, if you will. He's always come up with an interesting blend of work and play. So there's a lot to learn from Nathaniel on this interview right now on The Rise of Top. Enjoy. So this has to be the uh, closest interview ever done on The Rise of the Top where we're in proximity to each other, yet we're doing it on the internet anyway. Nathaniel Broughton, my good friend, I, I realize we have not had you on the show before, which is a huge critical error on my part. <laughs> Great having you on, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I can almost smell you from here. Oh, yeah. Well, don't, don't open the door. So <laughs> a lot of topics to jump into today. And, and you're a serial entrepreneur uh, that lives a really cool lifestyle. And we're going to jump into a lot of that stuff today. But maybe for people that are just kind of meeting you through the show, give us the uh, Cliff's Notes version, sort of who you are and what you do when it comes to business. Okay. Um, yeah, most of my stuff is online. Internet Entrepreneur, I think, is a good label for it. Uh, right now, I've got uh, two companies uh, under two banners, Growth Partner Capital. It's an online marketing and kind of investment vehicle. We used to do more angel investing uh, type plays where we'd buy in for equity and also bring our marketing along, and uh, we had a couple good deals with that. But these days, it's more of a, a group of talented marketers, developers, and uh, we've got some cash, and we kind of focus on our own projects. We spun out a link building service that's doing pretty well. We have an online reputation management business and we've got a bunch of other uh, little projects we're working on internally for our publisher network, which we've got a lot of relationships with bloggers around the world. So we're putting together new ad products and services for them that'll be coming out. And then also suretybonds.com. It's a nationwide bond in 48 states. Uh, it's partner of mine down in Columbia, run the office there. Uh, similar to the mortgage industry that I came from, where we uh, generate all the leads online, and we've got agents uh, licensed that, you know, pick up the phone, make the call, close the bond. Uh, we work with a bunch of different companies that we write with around the country as well. So we're just kind of a little agency play, and uh, both of those are doing pretty well. They're both about 
a year or two old and we've got 18 or 20 employees at each one. And that's kind of what I'm out doing. Yeah. You know what? There's many things that fascinate me about you, Nate. And I mean this in a funny way. No, no, in a serious way is that, uh, you know, you somehow have this incredible ability to build these companies so fast, you know, and, and I want to, there's a lot of things we want to jump into today on the show, but you're being modest with, with some of the things you've done. Show me tickets acquired. It was on the Inc 500 acquired 2005 Lake rentals.com acquired 2007 soccer pro plus one marketing cloud cam. I mean, the, li the list goes on of a lot of businesses that you've been involved with. Common link seems to be that they all obviously involve the internet and what some kind of internet marketing because it, Brant Bukowski, a person that you've done a lot of work with, has been on the show before. It seems like the link was taking industries that didn't know a lot about internet marketing, applying it to them. What, what's the common, is there a common link between a lot of the different projects you do? I guess uh, going back through the years, the common link has been, yeah, it's, uh, it's internet marketing and that we generate either our lead or our sale on the internet. So it's been a lot of SEO. It's been heavy SEO. Uh, and then we also have a really strong pay team where where you learn how to buy traffic and convert that traffic. It's been a mix of e-commerce and lead gen. I, I think that I guess the real thing that we've done differently uh, going back over the years is kind of owning the back-end company a little bit. So, you know, a lot of guys that I'm friends with or that are in affiliate marketing or internet marketing are, are just uh, kind of middlemen. You know, we, we've had right. sites where we generated the lead and sold it off, and there's money to be made in that. But, uh, you know, if you're selling a lead for $20 or $40 uh, and you can compare that to you know, maybe closing the actual business, whether that's a surety bond or a mortgage or, you know, a, a house sale with a realty company where you're bringing home $5,000, that's a big difference. So we've been willing to go through the, the BS to put those companies together to hire people to get licensed, to, you know, put the capital on the line to get the credit lines and all that stuff. Um, you know, I was kind of just shown that way by, by Brant and his brother Brock for sure. And I really, you know, admired that. And uh, we're trying to replicate that with, uh, with the surety bonds company. Uh, I guess that would be something that we've done that's a little bit more unique than, than some of the other people is really build that actual business up. And then moving forward, I, I think uh, it's not going to be as reliant on straight SEO or paid traffic. Uh, we're just finding ourselves in the middle of a lot of different people online. We've, we've got a great network now uh, where we can kind of see businesses that we could create just to be in the middle of helping a, an agency work with a client or something else, you know, like working with like 5,000 bloggers and kind of real, realizing what they want, what service we can provide. So I think that's kind of where we're going more towards the future. But in the past, it's definitely all been, you know, we were really good at SEO. We were really good at marketing so we could generate that traffic and that sale. Now, you've had how many companies that you've worked on have been acquired? Uh, I guess three have been uh, acquired. Uh, show me tickets. Uh, which I didn't have ownership in. I, that's where I started though when I was 18 and uh, had, had a nice run with them. That was a lot of fun. Lake Reynolds was acquired. And then we also had, had a mortgage property acquired. That, it, was, it was kind of a company. Like I guess if you were in a different situation, you could have called it a separate company, but it was more of a Legion play that, that we sold off as well. Okay. So now I'm always interested in these kind of things because of the tactical on the strategy side is that a lot of times the way that I understood it is you took you know, you found these different, I guess, a niche or opportunity. And yeah, a lot of people online, what they do is they only jump into one end of the opportunity. So it might be that they're selling for someone else, you know, getting a percentage or lead gen or something like that. You said, no, we want to build the whole company out itself, like yeah. with the people, like on paper, that looks like a pain in the ass. But yeah. I guess you, re you reap the rewards that, that you have when you have ownership of it. You use specific strategies on a lot of those companies. You mentioned it's kind of changing a bit. Um, 
what when you had these different things were you applying the exact same principles was it always about you know and and more i guess what i'm really asking is would those principles still apply today in the internet climate that's going on right now that you did when you started with show me tickets and, and lake reynolds.com and things like that somewhat yeah, the principles i think would apply but the methods to get them uh achieved would be different especially on the seo side like Back with Show Me and Lake Reynolds, a lot of it was just you know building a volume of links to the site and building a clean site that converts. Uh, especially on the SEO side, a lot has changed. Where uh, going back to like 2000, 2003, you could just go out and buy links on the sidebars of sites and drop them inside content, and it was more of a volume game, which uh, we got good at and uh, kind of set up a process where we could generate you know thousands and thousands of unique relationships and get those links. That doesn't really work anymore. It's not about quantity; it's more about quality. And all the different tactics that are running through my head over the years, most of them don't really apply. Uh, I think where it's at these days, with uh, at least with organic traffic, you have to kind of really be legit. So you have to go out there and actually be, uh, you know, an authority in the industry, so you can actually write content on high-end sites and get links back. So people actually want to call you, and you know, when they're doing more PR, uh, traditional PR. Um, style things that they're actually interviewing you and you're getting included. You have to be on social media and connecting as a real person. So you have to be a lot more legit and that actually plays into, I guess, our strengths and the way that we built our businesses. Uh, you know, if we're the, actually a company that's three or four years old and we've got 50 employees and we're in this industry, you know, it makes sense for us to be near the top of the search results if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, uh, all things considered. So I think that's really helped uh, us uh, go through the changes. I guess a lot of the times in the old days, you know, a guy would pop up and start causing us problems with traffic or leads or sales. And it was just, you know, a guy that I know from a conference who's, you know, in his basement cranking out sites. And that doesn't happen as much anymore. And that's nice. Uh, you know, even a lot of affiliates out there these days, the only way to get access to good paid traffic is to do a co-brand or a white label or actually partner with somebody. So it's kind of shifted over the years to be less Wild Westy. And that, that certainly helped us and that should help us moving forward. All right, very cool. So, all right, we got to talk more entrepreneurial lifestyle, and you're, you know, we could talk about building businesses all day. And it, it's funny because I, I was saying with, with a serial entrepreneur like yourself and some of the others we had on the show, it's so hard because it's like, oh, do we pick one business and talk about that for thirty minutes? You know, I mean, there's there's so many different ways you could go. I think it'd be yeah. interesting to talk more about. Uh, how you got started and, and sort of the lifestyle and different things like that. Because I, you know, we were talking about this early on social media with a bunch of people about how, you know, it's one thing to build a successful business and be like fat and sad and you don't have a family and all these different things. It's another thing to live a really cool lifestyle. You were telling me a little bit about this before, but I was wondering if you could share it with the audience. Is how you got started. Uh, you know, a kid that from St. Louis goes to Mizzou not necessarily particularly on the entrepreneurial path at that point, but something shifted for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and I owe that all just to the guys I got caught up with. You know, I responded to a job ad my first week in Mizzou. I was bored uh, there. Uh, maybe I was uh, realizing early on it wasn't going to maybe lead me where I wanted to go. But, you know, I, I just, dumb luck, applied for this job, met these guys, Brant, who you mentioned, being on your show and his brother Brock. They were working out of their bedroom on Show Me Tickets. They'd had it for a few years. They were really entrepreneurial. I, uh, I certainly love the work itself, learning about internet marketing. I could see the power of it, you know, to go home and Google something and be like, look at that, you know, we're number one for Super Bowl tickets. I'm working on that right there. Uh, but really the fact that, you know, Brock could sit there in his pajamas every morning and be running this million dollar company and I, I could come in and just see that. And I was just amazed at how like relaxed it was, but also how much they were hustling and enjoying it. You know, the whole company was in their 20s. Um, we have, you know, 
Tupac or something blaring <laughs> in the background and pizza coming in. And I was just, you know, doing that early in the morning and then going to class in the afternoon and seeing the people there and the stuff I was doing. I was like, man, I really should, you know, stick more with these guys and learn from them. And I want to do more of that. So I think that helped me too. I, I put a lot into that job and, uh, at work and we got to you know I got to build out a whole department and got a budget and got a lot of uh, trust put into me at a young age and, and that certainly helped and then you know from there you know the company parties that they would throw we had the softball team and then, and then going traveling really opened my eyes uh, Brian started taking me to conferences with a couple of the other guys when I was really young and I, I met you know not only other people in the industry but just people that I read online and getting to talk to them in person and making it all more real and creating friendships with people that, you know, now I've had for eight or nine years and I've traveled the world with these people and I see them again and again. That was just amazing to me getting out there and so much fun. But at the same time, you're actually controlling your own destiny and hopefully making good money. Like it was better in every sense of the word. It was awesome. And, and before that, you know, I remember this, like, like when I was little, I would go to my grandpa's office. My grandpa's an entrepreneur, you know, and I would go in there, but it wasn't like that. Do you know what I mean? Like I went in yeah. there and it was people in suits and, you know, I'd play with like paper clips on the floor. My mom was working for him for the time. You know, they put me in the corner, you know, and I would yeah. watch people and it wasn't, it was a successful company, but it wasn't what you mentioned. It wasn't Tupac playing. That would have been great. Plus <laughs> slash scarring probably for my little ears. But, you know, there, there was, I had a very, interesting conception of what I thought business was and at that point I said well it's not for me because that doesn't look like fun did, did you did you kind of have that before before you met met Brant and Brock and you kind of walked in you're like holy crap this is different like these people are having fun there's parties there's there's business there's everything before that were you thinking god you know did you have more of, of the, the the traditional set of what you thought business was going to be like yeah, I think so. You know, I was either going to go to law school or you know, my grandpa was a partner with Ernst & Young Accounting, so I was in accounting at Mizzou. And, uh, you know, that, that traditional business uh, feel, uh, whether it was going to my dad's office when I was younger or, you know, just even the, the accounting program at Mizzou, like they transfer that into the school itself. It's, uh, it's as rigid and the people are as rigid, I think, as, uh, right. as the office that they end up in. So, uh, so yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't really totally know what I wanted to do. I, uh, Maybe it was my personality that led me to uh, down that path to and pursue with those guys, but, but yeah, uh, it was, they they let me like do so much myself too. Like I just couldn't believe how much uh, leeway I was given to get create a department and have fun. Like we did all kinds of we had coloring Fridays and we had walls just littered with crap. And like meanwhile, you know, it's a twenty million dollar company, and I we had like a fish tank that we got for no reason that we threw in there, a palm tree, a beach under one guy's desk. Like it was just. So cool, and I, I saw other people respond to it as well. Like people come in for the interviews, and I'm like, you know, this is a really cool place to work. Check this out, you know. And I've seen a lot of people go on that, you know, just even took that small amount of time working with that company or one of our companies, and either applied the skills that they learned to get great jobs, or just taking that forward in their own entrepreneurial career, and you know, taking that experience. And like, you know, I, I could do a little fun with with my business as well. Right, and you brought that because I remember your office in St. Louis, where we went there and we'd we'd have like a scotch and play Sega Genesis. I mean, it was, you know, and, and and obviously there's work that gets done. We're not downplaying yeah. that, but the idea that you could create these sort of business environments, I guess, that work for you that are also fun and not something that I guess you know, just feels so freaking stuffy. Right. Yeah, and being on the marketing side, you you get a little more leeway with that too. I mean. You know, all the call center guys for the mortgage company or for surety bonds probably aren't, aren't drinking scotch and playing Sega at three, but maybe we let them at six. I don't know. But uh, it's a little more rigid, but I think you can make, make it fun anyway. So 
For sure. I like being on the marketing side, being the guy with the laptop, because I can be anywhere in the world and do what I do versus uh, you know having to, to answer the phones, because that can certainly be part of the business. Right, and that, that's really what I want to talk about, really, for this interview, is the lifestyle. We, we, I talk about this a lot, and, and it's just one of those important elements of, of the balance of success and, and having a great lifestyle. I know that's something that's a big deal for you for sure, is you moved to San Diego recently. Now, I'm upset about that because we used to be neighbors. You're visiting now. But but yeah, you moved to San Diego. And it's funny, when I was researching for this interview, I found other uh, interviews you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And every single freaking interview, you mentioned that you want to live by the beach. I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, like, and this was when you were living here. So, you know, uh, yeah. this is a quote from one, I think it was under 30 CEO. Uh, I also live, I also need to live near a beach someday. I've been in Missouri my, my whole life. <laughs> this past year you moved to San Diego. You know, how big of a change has that been for you? And, and also, you know, tell us a little bit about the lifestyle that, that you guys are living out there. <laughs> well, I'm going to have nothing but positive things to say about this, obviously, uh, partially because it is really great and also just because I have a, an extreme bias towards it. But uh, it's awesome. that the, tra- the change hasn't been that hard for me or that big of a difference. For some reason, that place has always felt like home. And, you know, you mentioned that article. That was probably two or three years ago. I've known that I've wanted to go out there for a long time. So we've traveled there three, four times a year. And uh, my wife, Christy, and I, we lived out there last summer for two months to really, you know, make sure it was cool for us. So I think we did it right. And I I also networked a lot uh, with people out there. So it made it easy, not only uh, for business, but also for friendships. Anytime I would go to a conference and someone said they were from San Diego, they were my new best friend for the next you know, <laughs> hour and a half. And uh, and those people out there, I mean, generally the populace there agrees with my personality. I think pretty laid back people, but you know, there's it's kind of the home of the guy in the shorts and the the sandals, but also has you know a million dollar website type things. So I've found a lot of similar people like that. We've got great friends out there. I really love the people. The area we're in, uh, we're in La Jolla, which is a nice part. Uh, we've opened an office there. Uh, you know, I can bike to work. Uh, we've got Ten people in that office now. My partner Brandon and growth partners moved out there with his wife. Uh, we've got three guys from St. Louis who just moved out there. We've hired cool people. The office is awesome. I can see the ocean from my laptop. Uh, and the lifestyle is, it really agrees with you if you want to be really active. Uh, there's obviously so much you can do from surf to be able to run outside in December and in 60 degrees. It's kind of nice. Uh, I don't know. I, I love it. It's. It, I wake up every day a little bit happier, I guess, but uh, it, it's just really relaxing, and it, it allows me to move that complex out of my head that, oh, i got to get out of here, uh, and it lets me just kind of focus on things I like to do. And I think business has been better out there as well. We've, we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of good clients out there, too, and it's close to L.A., easy to San Fran, easy to Seattle, so there's a lot of reasons to like it. Um, although, you know, St. Louis, I guess, will always be home, being here for 28 years, too, so I, I can't hate on it entirely. Nice. Well, I, I'm gonna have to like clip that and send it to the uh, San Diego Board of Tourism or something uh, on that clip. But uh, you know, when it comes to business, people are are motivated by different things or a combination of things. You know, freedom is a big yeah. one. Uh, money for some, fame. You know, I don't know, fortune. You know, the the list goes on. For you, what does success mean to you? And also, what what do you what do you see as your motivations to be successful in business? That's a tough one. Um, you know, big questions today on the show. <laughs> hard hitting stuff here from David Garland. Uh, certainly, the freedom and the lifestyle thing. Like, I want to be able to to create my own direction. I think we're pretty similar in this. You know, we we like being able to go to the gym at ten a.m. if we want to. We like being able to go on our trip with our wives if we want to, or if you know 
a friend calls uh, and says, you know, I'm having a big party and be there Friday. I want to be able to do that stuff. And I don't want to be feel bad about it, regardless of any other business. So I need to have partners that understand that. I need to be in businesses that benefit from that sort of thing. I think one reason for uh, stepping down from the mortgage company where I was CMO to doing what I do now is I wanted to do businesses where, you know, traveling and meeting these people that I've been doing, and I could take advantage of that network and I could continue uh, to do those things and have be advantageous. So a lot of our things with Growth Partner, um, you know, clients or partnerships that are relationship-based or businesses that we're specifically creating kind of lend themselves to, you know, meeting to go out to a conference and meet people. And I want to just at least be doing that type of work myself. Uh, you know, I really want that freedom to, to travel, especially when we don't have kids right now. So we're, we're traveling like crazy. I was booking flights for two hours last night uh, sitting here. So we're getting as much in as we can. But I mean, ultimately, even when you do have kids, you want to have the time to, right. to go to whatever they're doing, uh, to be there. I know you've said that too, but I, I certainly agree with that. Like, you know, business is important and I, I want to be really successful. I, I want our businesses to make money. But, you know, I don't want to have to be the one that makes it happen every time. So I partner with cool people. I hire cool people. We, we get the incentives set up right where, you know, they're in it just as much as I'm in it. And uh, we're only going to benefit if we all do what we do and we all can back each other up. If, you know, my partner needs to go on a trip or somebody's sick or they got to do something with their kids to kind of just get that crew together that has that same mindset and uh, just enjoy it. Yeah, it, it's cool. And, you know, lifestyle is such a big element of this. I mean, and, and for you, you know, you travel a lot. You're now living by the beach, uh, you know, spending time with your wife, Christy, you know, doing all kinds of different things and business, uh, of course. When you look at your business schedule and how you work, uh, my guess would be that you don't really work the, uh, you know, the conventional time during a day, you know, whatever it may be. What, what is your sort of work style and how do you go about that? Like, do you, do you take breaks? Do you work when you feel like it? Like, how do you, how do you kind of go about it on a, uh, I guess you could call it a, a quote unquote typical day or week? Yeah, it, it varies. I, I like to make it, um, you know, as natural for me to be working at seven o'clock on a Saturday, taking a call if I have to step away to, uh, to doing something early morning on Monday or, you know, Christy and I taking the day off on a Thursday. Uh, I really try to blend it as much as possible. So yeah, I can remember we were in Spain last summer being just down in the lobby because I couldn't sleep for four hours emailing Brandon and stuff like that. But I can also remember times in Spain where I didn't pick up my laptop for three days. So I really don't try to make much of a distinction about it. I mean, I realize it's Monday if it's Monday and it's not Sunday. But, uh, you know, we have the office in, in San Diego. I'll, I'll spend time in the office if I'm around. But, yeah, I like to step away. I like the coffee shop. I like... You know, if I just need to take some time, I take it. But I don't know. I don't really plot it out that much. If I let, like, whatever happens drive it. If I've got lunch in Carlsbad and I've got another meeting up there, I'll add another one and just bang it all out and get it done. Uh, if someone texts me and wants to do a call on Saturday, like I said, I'll do that. I just try to make it as really low-key and as really, like, consistent day-to-day -day as possible because then I don't really realize it or notice it as much. When I was back, I mean, remember when I was in school and working just hours at the office, like, all I wanted was like Friday to come around so I go out and get wasted with my right. friends, you know? Like now it's like, it doesn't really matter. I don't want to like dread Monday for Monday. So I just try to make it as consistent as possible. And, you know, if I, I remember the last day we were in San Diego, like I took off early and went down and sat at the beach, just stared at the ocean and, and enjoyed that. And then I went home and got on my laptop for a couple hours. So consistency and uh, just making it all the same, travel here, home, wherever we are. Uh, the technology allows for that. The businesses that we have now allow for that. And that's what I've tried to set up.
Very cool. And, you know, it was interesting, Dean Olette, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He, he's uh, just a, a fan of the show, and, and we were talking on Google Plus about lifestyle, and I think he made a great point about this because I was saying that there seems to be two different types of entrepreneurs, right? The ones that have a great lifestyle, enjoying business, working hard, but also, you know, either playing hard or, or just doing things that they find that they enjoy, family, whatever it may be. Then you have the others that don't. They don't balance. I don't – forget balance. They just – only work. And he said, I think there's a fine line here, David. I think uh, any real successful entrepreneur most likely had to work themselves to the bone early and then scale. The difference is they realize they would eventually need to, uh, to scale and outsource and, or whatever uh, to get the lifestyle long term. But in the early days when it was a one-man shop or you, know, you can replace that with a few-man shop, doesn't necessarily have to be one man, uh, they, they most likely needed to put in their 80-hour weeks no. Question mark. Uh, what what would you say to that comment? Do you agree with that? Do you, what what do you what do you think about that? I have to agree with it on the most part, but that certainly hasn't been my experience. Uh, and I think there's kind of a new generation of people. At least I mean, I know a lot of personal friends that have never ever done that and have done well. Uh, it's more just uh, I think part of the the tools and the types of businesses that are available now with the internet that make it feasible not to have to do that. Uh, now, certainly, I mean, some of our businesses, like the surety bond business, um, you know, my partner, my full partner in that, he has to do a little bit more of that that type of grind, especially early on. Now we've got a team in place, um, but you know, I certainly admire that, and I need to partner with people like that if the business has a traditional aspect to it to, to make that happen. Those those guys are invaluable, and I just can't do that. Uh, some of our other businesses, though, I mean, yeah, I, I remember the, the crappy days when we didn't have the systems in place and I was the sales, the marketing and the deliverable and the reporting and the accounting and that stuff sucks, but I, I never understood why it has to take 80 freaking hours. Like, how much do you actually work in a day anyway? Like, I, right. I don't do any distractive stuff. I don't turn on AIM. I don't have music going and I still can sit there for eight hours a day and do stuff, but I probably only get, what, like five hours actual stuff done, three uh, hopefully that's above average, I guess. Uh, some people, you know, if you really sat down and did your shit, like, how many hours does it really take? I never understood the 80-hour thing, and I would never do it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's the difference between me making a million and me going broke. Like, I'm not going to sit there and do that stuff and not be here at 7 o'clock when I want to be to go hang out with my friends or be with my wife. I just, it's not worth it. And I, I've sat with, I mean, we've had billionaire guys in our office and talked to them about that. And I even wrote a post about this once. He's like, me and my wife, we used to live at the office for, you know, seven years, and that's what you have to do, 100 hours a week. And I'm like, I sure as hell hope not because I'm never going to do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the type of businesses that we're in that allow for it. Or maybe I've just been, you know, lucky as hell to, to partner with good guys that have covered mass on that side and helped us make money. And it's just worked together for what I brought to the table, too. Well, what I see from that, just from what you said there, and, and just knowing you as, as as well as I do, is that it. it I think it it – it's the types of businesses and how you set them up, you know, knowing, yeah. knowing your strengths and weaknesses and where you want to go. Like meaning if you know there needs to be a guy that's there eight to five, then that's a guy that's not you, um, you know, and, and, and you do different elements on it because I guess that leads to the next question is you've been involved with a lot of different businesses when you evaluate an opportunity. You know, and, and you, you always have new stuff. Like I get an email from you all the time or a call like, hey, we're, we're doing this, you know, or, you know, we're doing this thing or whatever. Yeah. You know, do you look how it fits into the lifestyle in turn or like a criteria? Because, you know, there, there's, a, there's a guy that I had on, uh, Adam, 
um, on the show before, and he talked about like he started to create these little rules over time that I found fascinating. Like he would have rule number one, you know, the business has to be you know, automated. I don't know, whatever his rules were, yeah. but he had like these five rules. And when he looks at an opportunity, he's like, all right, nope, doesn't, doesn't work with that. It's going to require me to be sitting in an office or something. I'm not doing it. Do you, do mm -hmm. you do something like that either officially or unofficially? Maybe unofficially. I certainly think that's smart. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully I'll have that uh, list uh, as I learn more and more here going through doing new businesses and investments. But I don't know. I'm confident that I can find and partner with anybody that can handle any piece of the job. Like Brandon and I have talked about acquiring a business. I'm sure in the next three or four years, we're going to raise a lot of money and go out and do some sort of acquisition consolidation play. And I mean, that could be anything. Uh, and I know that a lot of those are going to be more traditional businesses that require people to be there. But I, I just don't see much of a hurdle to finding good people to work for you, to work alongside you, to to get a good salary and a profit share and enjoy working together and have them be that guy. Like I think if there's anything you can do then pay somebody 40 bucks an hour to do it or whatever. And Brant has told me this so many times, like just hire them and have them do it. Like you don't need to be doing that. I see myself more as like bringing the idea together, but also like bringing the people together and pushing go, uh, you know, there needs to be somebody at the top or a group of people at the top kind of uh, leading the vision and direction, but there's always got to be people doing that sort of thing. And, I just don't think they're that hard to find. So no, I, I would never say I'm not going to get into like, you know, trash pickup because I'm not freaking driving a truck or being the guy. <laughs> right. dispatch. I'll just get the guy to do that and get the guy to be dispatched and you know compensate him well and create a fun environment and then hopefully have a successful company that makes me money and lets me continue to do what I do. Yeah, when you know when Brant was on the show, that was one of the big things because Brant makes things sound very simple and 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 he's right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. things like he'll sit there and say, okay, you know, Brant. You know, you have all these different companies on the Inc. 500, and you've done all these things. Like, what do you what what do you enjoy doing? He's like, well, I just build great teams, you know. And I'm like, well, all right, well, thank you for the interview, Brant, and uh, you know, yeah. we'll wrap it up now. But you know, it, it's funny when you hear those things because I feel like a lot of us people think of two mindsets. It's like the solopreneur mindset, right? And then it's like the big ass company mindset mm -hmm. and it seems like you guys are able to go in the middle of of hiring people, not making it feel like some you know, big ass, you know, rigid company, but also not doing all the stuff that you, that, that you, you know, don't need to do when you're hiring and every company you have, like, it's amazing. Like you, you'll email me and say, Hey, we got this company. Now we have 18 people. I'm like, what? Like you just told me like <laughs> two weeks ago that you had something going. Yeah. You, you've done this a lot and built teams. Do you have a consistent way of building a team or, or do you, you know, do you, do you put ads out? Do you just tap into network? What, what do you do when you're like, okay, new business, we need a copywriters, these people, this, the, let's go, we need to get it done. How do you go about that? I think for the initial people, we're tapping the network these days. Uh, we've got a good enough one now that I can say I need to find, you know, a, a young guy to do this or a guy with experience. Um, I'm asking around the people in Missouri, the people in San Diego who I can find. Um, I've been lucky enough to, you know, dumb luck run into a lot of these people. Brandon and Josh, my partners on the, on the surety bonds and growth partner, uh, both of them came to work for uh, VA Mortgage Center in Lake Reynolds when they were very young. And I just, I, I wanted to, uh, I don't know if I wanted to do this for like some reason, but I, I saw like how I was brought along by Brandon and those guys and, uh, you know, wanted to create things along with other people that had talent, motivation like them new projects and new companies where they could become a partner. So having that extra uh, amount of talent come through the system there, that allowed us to create a couple companies. Um, you know, the CEO we have of our link building business, I met him because he uh, hit me up through, uh, for a mentor request through the uh, Angel I-10 program here. 
which is a little program for startups uh, where they help them, you know, refine their deck and create pitches and raise money. And uh, we just hit it off from that. And I thought he was great. Brought him in. Uh, you know, developers. I kind of, I'm always got my eyes on a, a lookout for some new nerds, man. Like you gotta have great developers, and they're hard to find. So even if I don't need them, I'll hire them now and find something later on for them. And then. I guess, you know, I was at a mastermind a couple weeks ago and I said this, like one thing that I think uh, people like, I guess, sort of in my position or people that have had a little bit of success should take advantage of is there's so many hungry guys out there that want to learn and that'll look up to you and, and want to be a part of your company that you can right. take advantage of that and that if you've got a good idea and you need good hardworking talent, generally young talent, I love getting in young guys, uh, that they can work alongside you and you know you can lead for a while and then they can come in and they can be on the calls and they can be fulfilling things and then you let them you know you let them out a little bit let them hire somebody and start building a team and get all the experience that I guess I had when I was coming up I'm trying to replicate that with a lot of our businesses so these guys coming in they, they see that we've had some success you know we've, we've got we have a good time we've got some good ideas we've got connections to where they're not having to create a business from actual scratch like we give a lot we bring a lot to the table I guess and we can bring them in and use their energy and their interest in this and kind of just show them the way and then and then let them kind of create the success for us. Uh, we, we've turned over the reins of a couple of our projects directly to these guys now and I'm like it's all on you man like I'll be here if you need me but you know I've shown you the way and I know you can do this you know let's build it so I, I love that I love looking for entrepreneurial minded people uh, so there's a great way for looking for startups and going to those I-10 type groups to find those guys and kind of bringing them into your projects that's kind of how we hire and then I leave the rest of the hiring up to them actually from there so gotta trust them a little bit but uh, you know they're just going out we, we, we keep close relationships with universities as well I spoke at SLU the guys in Columbia speak down in Missoula all the time we've done MBA projects we found people through that internships and then we're trying to start doing that in San Diego too uh, very interesting alright very cool so of all the projects you have going on you've got as we wrap here in a couple minutes uh, million projects what what are you most excited about right now on the business front? Well, and tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> I'm probably most excited about the ones I'm not doing yet, the ones in my head. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I can't. What am I most excited about? I'll, I'll talk about one that I'm invested in because I don't want to, uh, you know, pick one of my teams over the others for other ideas internally. They're all great. Yeah, there goes your yeah. camaraderie. Yeah, <laughs> they're awesome. Like I wouldn't do them if they weren't awesome. They didn't have awesome people and they didn't have a lot of momentum. Uh, everything under Growth Partner Surety Bonds is doing amazing financially. I can't believe the the speed that we're doing everything with, and I, I see a good future. But uh, Cloud Canvas, which is on my um, personal side, I invested in in San Diego. Uh, I don't know, like this past summer, and they, they're really cool, like a uh, browser ad delivery product. Uh, Wait, what's it called? One more time, shape. just so we can cloud oh, what? Cloud Canvas. Cloud Canvas. Cloud Canvas. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure it's we link cool them up, site. give them a little love. Give them some love, baby. All right. Uh, they've got a basically a whole host of like browser apps for people. Uh, they've got like a YouTube uh, MP3 downloader thing, and they've got a, a Facebook thing. They have one where you can also like play asteroids on any website. So. If you uh, don't like me or don't like David, you can go to Rise to the Top and blow up his entire website uh, and shoot it all up. So little fun little hooks like that. And uh, they're a really cool, talented group in San Diego, just three young guys that I was lucky enough to kind of know early on and make the initial investment. And uh, I think they're going to do really well. I really, It's kind of outside my world, like the whole ad product type play. And uh, I hope they do well. It's a really cool one. I, you know, I met with... 50, 60 people in the last year for doing angel investments, and that was the one I chose, so I was certainly really excited about it. And 
I don't know. Keep your eye out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that seems to be one of your skills. If I were to like break down, you know, I'm always interested when I meet people and, and I know you better than 99.9% .9 of the guests. So I'm cheating a little bit, but when, when you, when you know people, you know, that are successful, sometimes it's fun to try to dissect like one of the elements and tell me if you self agree with this assessment that I'm going to give you, if you self assess yourself the same way, one of the skills that I see you do is you'll meet with everyone. Like you'll go out, you'll get to conferences, you'll go, you know, you get to the colleges, you get, you get out there. You're not just behind the computer like, like we're doing right now. I mean, you're, you're out there talking to people all the time. I'm sure you see opportunities that are horrible. I'm sure you see opportunities that are okay. I'm sure you see that are decent, but it seems to be the consistent thing is you're always out there listening, paying attention and kind of networking with these groups of people. Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't really plan to do that either. Like I just, uh, you know, two or three years ago, I realized that I didn't really have much of a network outside of like Brant and Brock and the guys in Columbia and some St. Louis guys, even in St. Louis, I didn't really know anybody here. And, uh, it felt very limiting. Like I felt like we were doing great things. No one knew about them, but also there's a lot of cool things to learn about. So yeah, dude, I've, I've gone to every freaking conference you can imagine. I sometimes meet with people like I don't even know why. I just feel like good things come out of it and it's fun, dude. Like it's it's just like meeting people in general life and creating good relationships. Like I've got people that I've met at conferences that are like great close friends. Like now I have places to stay in every city in the US and beyond and uh really it's just a willingness to go there and have a bit of a story and uh like, hey, here's what I'm doing. What are you doing? I really network without a purpose, too. Like, obviously, if you're sitting in on a, an angel meeting or something, like, they want your money. But, uh, you know, usually I'm just like, I'm not really looking for anything. I just I just want to hear more about what you're doing, and let's let's hang out, and let's have a beer, and sing Tupac, and play Sega, and all that stuff. So right, it's exactly, I try to be really low-key about it. That's exactly what you did to me, by the way, uh, which was a few years ago now, <laughs> which was I got an email, and I still remember it. I, I have it somewhere. I haven't looked at it, but it was something like, like, internet entrepreneur and hockey player you know like it was almost like a personal <laughs> ad like wants to have coffee and i was like who the hell is this guy like, like it was just funny though because i don't know where you found me who knows but you just reached out and yeah there, there wasn't a purpose like it wasn't like you were trying to get something or i was trying to get something we just like hung out and, and it's funny i feel like a lot of times especially entrepreneurs we don't make time for that kind of stuff like like we'll say like no, I don't want to grab a coffee or a beer with someone because like either A, I should be working on something else, you know, unless there's a 100% a purpose for the meeting, I don't want to do it. Or two, I think what, what ends up happening is if you've been burnt in the past, you're like, God, all this person is, is going to want something from me. But when you, when you, but you just continue to do it and it just works out, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, and it can happen even in social situations like our, actually, like I was mentioning the whole finding developers nerd thing, like the last two developers that I've met, have not even been like business related stuff. It's been, I had a friend brought one around and then I went to something with my wife and found another one. So every time that I've sat at home and been like, man, I don't want to go to freaking Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> this is going to suck. I do it and it's, something great happens. So I, you know, I, I've had that happen enough too where I'm like, just go, just go. Like it, something good will come of it eventually. And, and I don't keep score. I'm not like, man, right. you know, big oh, sucked balls. I didn't meet anybody at that. Like, you just, it just over time, they, they roll together and uh, just always go, man. There's, you're not going to get anything about out of staying home Thursday night. Just get off your ass and go say hi.
There it is. I'm, sto- I'm stopping on that one right there. We're going to stop on that note. That was the final piece of advice. Get off your ass and say hi is Nathaniel's uh, <laughs> advice here today. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on, man. This is great. We're gonna, we'll make some plans to hang out in St. Louis while you're here. Uh, where yeah. can people wh- – where's the best place to send the Rise to the Top community to check out? Do we want to go Growth Partner, Twitter, all kinds of stuff? Where, where can people uh, check you out and uh, learn more? Yeah, probably Growth Partner is the best. Uh, we've got you know some stuff about us, our past projects up there. We haven't updated it in a while, but that's where you can learn about who we are and hit me up on there or on Twitter is fine too. Obviously, I'm always open to, uh, to chatting on the phone or meeting up in person. So uh, yeah, through there and we'll do it. All right, man. Well, appreciate it. This has been an absolute blast as always, and we'll catch up uh, offline. Sound good? All right. Very good. Thanks, man. All right. This was Nathaniel Broughton. On the rise to the top, all that stuff's linked up below. Remember, if you're on iTunes, rank it five stars. Give us a little love. I'll see you next time. I'm David Seidman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And one more reminder, a big thank you to the sponsors that make the Rise to the Top possible to send it out free to everyone. Go to my PC. Check out the free, I, for free, you can check it out, the iPad app. Download the iPad app. Then go to go to mypc.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code RISE. You can access your Mac or PC from anywhere. Don't be confused by the name because you can do it with a Mac as well. All right, check it out.